This is episode number eight, and I'm Angie. And I'm Jackie. And this is our podcast about us um, on our experience trying to get pregnant as two queer women. Yeah, as lesbians and all the craziness and stuff that comes along with it. So if you're up to date, you're probably wondering if I'm pregnant. So we're not going to bury the lead. And we, well, I had a blood test yesterday, Mm. which checked for my hcg levels and we live recorded our uh reaction to getting the test results yeah and so we'll play that right now okay the results are in (laughs) of my blood test to see if i'm pregnant Mm. oh my god non-pregnant no 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 no. but she said Zero. Oh. I thought... That looks confusing. 916, right? Mm-hmm. <gasps> but what did it say when... What, is it, what did Kendall say? Kendall said 59. You need to have oh, at the more top. than five. Oh, yeah. Okay. Damn. I'm sorry, babe. So I'm just tired and lethargic for no reason. Or because I'm just fucking lazy. (laughs) I'm sorry that we're not pregnant. I really hoped. I really kind of thought we were going to be. Me too. I feel like shit. Now we can celebrate in Whistler for our anniversary. We'll get drunk and hike and be in love. I'm sorry, love. It's okay. Now we have to start over. I know. I know. Now we have to come up with money <laughs> for sperm. Fuck. I don't want to take Clomid anymore. It sucks. I know, but it's the way. <laughs> it's okay, love. We'll get pregnant. Uh. It'll happen. It will. Hopefully it happens next month. You know? Next month is going to go forever. There's always another month. Until when? Until we get pregnant. It's Forever? Only, it's only been two months. It feels like it's been so long, though. It's been more than I that. I know, because, because we're trying been, with the known donor. Yeah. But that we only really did a couple times that were actually properly timed. So maybe it's been like four months of actual real sperm and ovulation time. Huh. See, this is why I didn't want to find out. Now I have to leave and go to work. And you're going to be sad and alone. I'm sorry, babe. I'm really sorry. I really... Fuck. I really thought we were going to be pregnant. So did Roxy. Why do I feel this way? Is it? Am I making myself feel this way? It's probably stress. You're putting a lot of stress on yourself. 
it's stress that's like giving me ovulation like pains and like not giving me any PMS symptoms that I normally have the day my period is due. Well, Clomid, I usually get I mean, cramps. This is only your second month on Clomid, so your cycle is going to be different. Things are going to feel different, you know? Ugh. I'm sorry, honey. I'm really sorry. Roxy, no one asked your opinion. She's really upset. She wanted a baby. Right? <laughs> Did you want a baby? Roxy understands <laughs> because she's been... Maybe that's why she's so miserable, because she's wanted a baby her whole life. <laughs> And we made it impossible by fixing her. See? She's like, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. You just always wanted to be a mom? Is that why you beat Felix up? Because he also can't help you in that process? <laughs> yeah, his, his balls are empty. <laughs> oh. oh, Roxy. You're so cute. I love you. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? Because I'm sorry like you're sorry. Oh, I'm sorry that we're not pregnant. You're not yeah. sorry that you're not pregnant. Like, it's your fault. No, I okay. mean, I'm sorry for you. Yeah. I really wanted to be a mom now. But you know what? All the good things. You gotta wait for them. Yeah. I could wait another month to be a mom. Could you? It just means that the, this egg was just not a good kid. <laughs> so the next one will be better. It's gonna be a garbage baby. It's gonna be a garbage baby. So, obviously, we're not pregnant. Which sucks. Yeah. I'm just really trying to make it like a celebration, and because, especially because Angie and I are going to celebrate our anniversary um, next week. We're going to Whistler. So I'm like, yay, now we can celebrate together. But deep inside, not that deep inside, I'm fucking destroyed. I'm so sad. Yeah, it sucked because I the fucking the symptom spotting is the worst like yeah. i was pretty convinced that i was pregnant because the way that i was feeling i usually get really bad pms like three or four days leading up to my period and i get like early cramping and i feel nauseous and i feel heavy and disgusting and i felt a little bit nauseous and just exhausted and didn't feel like my period was even close to coming i still kind of don't yeah. and so i was like this has never happened to me before. This is completely different. Yeah. And there was that one day when you said you felt, it felt like ovulation pain kind of, and we were both yeah, just that like. Wasn't, that wasn't one day though. That was like f many, many days of feeling this like ovulation, this stretching, which I was probably just like inventing because I'm crazy. Or it's just a side effect or symptom of being on the meds that you're on. Like it could be the Clomid. I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. It sucked. But I think we both really did think this was happening this month. Like, last month, I didn't feel like this. I didn't feel like, yeah, it's totally, like, things sounds like maybe it, you know, like, I'm just getting so far ahead of myself, I guess. Yeah, me too. And I was imagining, I don't know. I was just, you know, your mind runs away from you. And it's yeah. it sucks. So, there is, like, a certain amount of comfort, I noticed, in knowing that I'm not pregnant because it's finally like my brain's like, okay, now you know. And I can stop being like, am I, aren't I? Am I, aren't I? For every two minutes. I feel like this. What does that mean? I, I'm tired. <laughs> the best. It made me laugh so much. I mean, it, it's in the recording of you being like, so I'm just tired all the time for no reason? 
I know. I was like telling my friend, I was like, if I'm not pregnant, I'm worried I have an autoimmune disease because I've been so exhausted. I swear to you, it is the stress because you get so worked up and then there's like a cortisone reaction because you're like, oh, am I? And like you get into it and then there's like that downfall from it where you're just like totally crashing. Yeah, I guess so. And we also had a pretty crazy couple of weeks with my brother and Renee being here, who you guys listened to last week. And I think we can say it because it's on Facebook. So it's pretty much... It's on blast. It's on blast. (laughs) (laughs) They got engaged and it was so, so wonderful. Such a happy, happy thing. Um, She's, I called her my sister last week and now she's really going to be my sister. Like, we're going to have the same name. She's going to be my sister, Renee. I'm really Um, excited for Renee to become a a dupe. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. Then I'm Even like, if they were like the the joiners, we're the you're the, the married. You dupes. have like that thing in in common that like we both join this insane family. What's wrong with us? We must be gluttons for punishment. <laughs> I said that to her after she after they got engaged and we were like hugging. I said to her in her ear, I was like, "Get out while you can." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, when we were saying goodbye at the airport, I was like, "You're gonna buy my be my." And we did like the girly like jump up and down and squeal thing and it was so fun and yeah we were I'm really really happy that we got to be there with them and help kind of plan it a little bit and Angie and I were like hiding behind a car waiting to take pictures of them <laughs> like, I know Jackie kept being like someone's gonna call the police yeah. someone's gonna <laughs> we look so weird because I'm hiding we're a block away from a park too that's like full yeah, of children yeah I'm hiding in front oh. of this car dressed in like my coat and my tube with a camera like I look so bizarre she's like someone's gonna I'm like well if they do we will just explain what we're doing and it will be fine oh it was wonderful though and so they're they are right now they're in Japan my brother whisked Renee away after proposing and they're in Japan for two weeks this is like her number one travel destination she's always wanted to go and I'm so happy for them so there's that bit of good news. Now let's go back to being sad and depressed. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a really it was a really busy week, but mm-hmm. yeah, I did notice what I was going to say. I did notice after you went to work yesterday, and I was alone, and I like sat down on the computer, and I was like, I'm just going to zone out. I'm going to play online Catan and have a beer and not. She knows how to party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to listen to a podcast, and I felt like a little bit like obviously I was sad but then in that sadness I also felt like finally relaxed like okay yeah you could finally I can finally just like stop thinking about what every symptom meant stop planning stop thinking what if what if what if what if and I could just be and then in my podcast that I was listening to which was the skeptic's guide to the universe uh in the middle of it they're like breaking news breaking news one of our co-hosts just had a baby oh yay he's now a father and i was like fuck i can't escape it yeah there are parents everywhere it's uh it's so in your face when you want it so bad um you see i've seen like a hundred million pregnant women yeah and it sucks because it's like i do feel like there's a certain selfishness and entitlement with being sad about this you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like there's so many hard things going on for people in the world that me not being pregnant after two times of trying is not the biggest deal in the world you know Yeah, but it's the biggest deal in our world right now and that's okay we don't have to I mean I hate it when people say like oh there's people suffering everywhere yeah okay that doesn't make me feel any better it actually makes me feel worse (laughs) like I'm already sad about something and now I have to think about how 
shitty other places are and other people, you know, being in pain and suffering. And I mean, like even just talking about like pregnancy, like some people have been trying for five years and we're upset about twice and don't seem to be having any known overarching fertility issues at this point. So it's like, am I allowed to be upset? I think so. (laughs) You're allowed to be. You just can't be. I mean, I think it's good to acknowledge other people's struggles. And I think that's something we've tried to do in this in this podcast because, you know, it's not all happy. <laughs> it's not all easy. And, like, today I was – yesterday, so I found out right before I had to leave for work, which was really not great because I felt really bad. I felt really, really bad leaving Ange alone because I knew how upset she was and I was really upset. And, and then I had to go to work and just pretend like I was – fine and I wasn't fine I was really sad I'm still really sad it's okay to be sad I know I know I just I do feel like a little bit of pressure like I should be strong for you because it's so hard for you and sometimes I forget that it's okay for me to feel sad and feel really disappointed and of course you can you don't have to be oh, man. i don't really think i was gonna cry this much though <laughs> <laughs> i'm honestly having a very rough period i don't know it don't feels make like excuses don't make no excuses. i'm it's not an excuse i'm just saying there's a lot going on inside of me right now physically and emotionally so it's just i feel really overwhelmed it, <laughs> I was thinking about it earlier and wasn't crying, but was thinking it was kind of funny because I was like, oh, God, it's like my period is like a super period right now because I'm like, my ovaries are so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like the rest of me, because I just I just got so excited about being able to be a mom already that like I could have been right now. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, this this part's not fun. And it's hard, too, because the way we're doing this and and in doing this so openly, which I don't regret, it just comes with some struggles, is that... We have to talk about it. We talk about it, and we talk about it, and we talk about it, and I, you know, having to share this sad news with so many people in the past 24-hour period, I haven't even told my family. I told my niece, but it just feels like a lot. It feels like I'm disappointing people, and then... The way they look at me is like, yeah, it does suck. And I don't want to be bringing people down or making them feel sad for me, which is weird. No, I know what you mean. You don't want to get that response where people are like, oh, I'm sorry. And you're like, I know. I I had that thought today. I was like, I wish we didn't have to talk about this. But then I also think it's good to talk about it. Yeah. And I was, like, I was crying on my way to work this morning. Well, I was watching. I was babysitting my friend's child. And um, on the way there, I was thinking, like, what if, you know, it never happens for me? Am I going to be happy if we just switch to Jackie? If she has a baby and... Because I've heard of other couples doing that. Like, it doesn't work with one. They just switch to the other. No big deal. And I was thinking about, like, why is it so important to me to be pregnant and to have a child? Am I, like, that selfish that I want to, like, procreate my genes? I think they're so great. I don't think that's selfish. I think, I mean, we have, like, a biological 
urge to that. Yeah, but I was thinking... It's just part of being a woman. It's part of being a cisgendered, you know, physically female person that can do that. It's part of just like a feminine experience to be able to care. It just, it, it's kind of held up as this amazing thing. I know it's like, you know, it's gross and it's uncomfortable and it's hard, but it's just, I've always seen it as this like really amazing part of experiencing your body and what it can do and how it can contribute to the world. And like, it's fascinating. Yeah. But I think, you know, maybe that's why you want to have a baby. yourself but I think for me it's like I want my child you want a little Angie no listen can you just let me get this out oh my god (laughs) sorry I want my child to be loved by your family (laughs) I want my that's a no-brainer no I know but it's like I obviously you have a kid and they're gonna love your child but I want to give my kid this big family that like with a grandpa and a grandma and cousins and stuff that I didn't have. But if it's our kid, it's our kid. It doesn't matter who it comes from. No, it's not. It's not about that. It's, it doesn't, I'm not saying like it wouldn't have that. I'm just saying that like the way that I grew up and the family that I came from and the, the like crazy upbringing that I had, I never, had the experience of having like grandparents that were around or um family vacations family vacations big christmas dinners uh everyone showing up for birthdays and and making a big deal and your achievements and and going to baby showers and going to family weddings like i had none of those experiences and i feel like i've overcome so much in my life having been brought into this like insane family that is riddled with addiction and abuse and is crumbling that I feel like the last step in like breaking the cycle is to have a child and have them be brought up in a family that's good and to have them have people around them that is it like to prove I don't know if this is way off but to like to prove that your biology isn't flawed no it's not that I don't believe my biology's flawed. Okay. It's just that, like, my genes deserve that (laughs) or something. (laughs) Or that my child deserves that. Or, like, whatever you get from having a kid and giving them a life that's better than yours, that kind of thing, that's sort of really why I want to have my own child, kind of. Interesting. Does that make any sense? A little. I'm still a little fuzzy on it, but you've never really talked about it, and it usually takes you a while to explain your feelings and to kind of really articulate them. I feel like when you talk about things, you have to talk about it for, like, a while before it really starts to come together. So is this? does it feel like this is you starting to figure it out? Well, I thought about it a lot this morning. I just thought that you would get it. I guess you don't get it. No, I kind of do. I just feel like there's some bits of it that I'm like, but but what? But Well, ask me. Well, just, I think I already said it, that, like, if it's our kid, it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's still going to have, it's going to be your child, and it's going to have that I know, but it's something about, like, a continuation of myself. So it is about your genes. I guess so. Or it's about something that's, like, I guess it is 
maybe it comes from like a weird place of like trying to reconstruct myself in another child or another person which is like a kind of really fucked up way to think about having a kid I don't mean like I'm gonna make this kid and this is how they're gonna be and it's gonna make up for all the things that I went through that's not what I mean I just mean like I don't know See, I, <laughs> see, this is what I mean. I like. I I think what you're scratching the surface of is very interesting, and I, it makes sense because I know you. But I think it's going to take you a little while to really like unjumble it. Yeah, it's like a like an embryo of a <laughs> of a thought, you know. But I think that I mean, my family's going to love our our child. I know, like. They, that's not they already do, and they don't even exist yet. I know, and that's not something that I'm, like, questioning. I'm not saying, like, we need to have my baby because they're not going to... But this did start out with, like, the conversation of, you know, if it's not working right away with one partner switching to the other. Yeah, and obviously, if that happened, then that happens, and that would be sad for... You know, you'd be mourning the loss of... I would be mourning the loss of being able to have a baby... But, just but there is, like, I was just trying to figure out why, because I'm a full believer in being, knowing that you can be a mother in many different ways. And yeah. I know that you can love a child that you didn't give birth to just as much as you love your biological children. I know that. So that's why I'm, that's why I think, like, I'm a proponent of all these ideas. Why is it so important for me to have a biological child and I, I think, think it has to do with this, like, continuation. Like, this is the last piece that's going to break the cycle of my fucked up family. Yeah. Is for me to have a kid and bring it into this, it's like... It's, like, more symbolic, I think, than it is actually about your genes then, maybe. You yeah. know? Like, it's it's just... It's more like a symbol of, like, you being able to, like, fully break the cycle because you really have been the first person in your family to have healthy relationship, to have stability, to be um, really reliable... And to be, um, to have like a proper support network of friends. Yeah, to be connected, to be involved in your community, like all of the things that people generally want. Your family has really struggled with all of those things. Um, sobriety being probably the first one of them, but all of the, you know, addiction issues come from traumas and hurts and, and big issues, right? So, the way I see you is that you've been the first person to really be able to break away from that. And, and I think I understand what you mean when you say having a child and bringing them into our life and our world and our family and our happiness would really be that last puzzle piece. Yeah. And I don't think there's any reason to ever feel ashamed about why you want to have a child. Because we've talked about this, like people don't look at s straight couples and say, well, why do you want to, why do you want a baby? Yeah. Why are you trying so hard to have a baby? It's like, because that's what people want. A lot of people want kids. Like it's a, it's like a evolutionary like drive that we have. But it's also because, you know, that's what people want to do. It's it's, the circle of life. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I think you summed it up. <laughs> See, this is why we work well together. Because I get you, but you sometimes. I have a hard time with words. Yeah, you have yeah. a hard time getting them from your your brain to your mouth. I really do, and I think that's why I have a hard time with job interviews. Yeah. I don't make a good first impression because I can't... I can explain myself really well when I'm, like, typing, and I can, you know, figure out what mm -hmm. I want to say, delete things, read it back, hone it, send it off. I'm really good and articulate that way. Yeah. 
but thinking off the top of my head and trying to articulate my thoughts, I'm just fucked. And I think I get that from my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Comparing you to your dad, you are much less articulationally challenged. Yeah. (laughs) But I think this, the thing I, it's funny, I was thinking about this because we talk a lot about you being more like your mom or more like your dad or what you get from your dad or whatever. And I was thinking about this because I was making you, I was knitting you a hat and I was like, she totally gets her head size from her dad because your mom has a big head. Does she? Yes. I don't know. She does. Okay. She's a big You've head. You've measured my mom's head? No, but I can see it. I have <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it's like, the, it's like double the size of yours. But also you get that kind of like, not, it's like there's this underlying, like really obvious, like good intention, but sometimes it come, comes across like awkward. And it, in you, it's, like, very, very minimal compared to the way it is with your dad. But with your dad, it's very much like, you know, like, I see him and he hugs me and it just feels weird. But it's <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't dislike him. I don't dislike it because I know he really does care. He just isn't great at showing the emotional or, like, the, you know, like he just isn't good at connecting. Yeah. I guess is yeah. the issue. Yeah, it's true. So I see that, like, mirrored in you in a little, like, a small, <laughs> a small way compared to him. But it's this kind of sweet thing where it's like, I think that's what I like about your dad is that he, I see that like characteristic that you have in common and it's endearing and it's sweet. And he'll be a good grandpa too. (laughs) And I'm going to cry again. (laughs) Oh my God. I think this episode's just going to be called We Cry. I know. Sorry. I just, I mean, no, I'm not sorry. I shouldn't apologize because this is how we feel and it's okay. And And this is part of it. I'm PMSing. (laughs) You have your period. (laughs) It's just a clusterfuck of emotions and hormones. Yeah. I was telling Ange too, though, that like it's getting more pronounced, but like I have this just like deep, deep ache that some days I can't ignore. I just want to be a mom so bad. (laughs) And I saw like I was driving to work yesterday and saw this saw this cute little boy walking to a Whitecaps game with his dad, and I just like. I was, like, staring at them like such a creep. (laughs) Just looking at them, like, pathetically longingly. Just, like, oh, my God. The, like, ease that they had just being with each other. And, like, I just remember feeling like that with my parents. And, I mean, I do still now. But when you're little, it's just this, like, you just trust them. There's just, you are just safe. And, I mean, I, I don't know if you ever felt like this, but just like safe and happy and protected and you feel so secure and you feel like there's nothing missing in your world you're just a complete whole person in that relationship and I can't wait to have that I don't want to wait anymore I don't mean it's kind of weird because we're sitting here in like a (laughs) sound booth in the library which has like a huge window and we're just both like (laughs) fucking sobbing (laughs) You know what's what I realized is if that if we had paid for the access to see this to look at the sperm donor profiles the three month thing it would be up and we would have to pay again that's like two hundred bucks yeah not crazy yeah are we gonna stay with the same donor (sighs) I don't know I it occurred to me on my drive home from work this morning because we've been talking about how our sperm donor there's only four million sperm per sample yeah and it's like well if we have to we have to order more now we have to make a choice like maybe we should try and find somebody with a higher sperm count but then 
that's not information that they give out. Like, it's not information that you're given at all when you're buying sperm. And it's like, but that's like one of the most important things. It is. <laughs> like, why aren't we told that? And they guarantee a I certain think number. I so you can have one load or whatever that uh, can have 4 million. You can have the next one be 10. It varies. Yeah. So I don't think they can say this person is shooting 12 million a load because... But it's been consistently 4 million for both sa- samples now, which makes me think like... He has confirmed c- pregnancies though. Like other people have gotten pregnant with him. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I really want to, I really, at this point now, because it's been two months and we only have a prescription for one more month for the meds, I want to talk to the doctor and be like, okay, so what, is there anything else we can do? Is there any, like, should we consider a different donor? Should we be changing things up? Should we try to do something different? Like, do we need a different dose of medication or like anything? I would really like to have a bit more hands-on guidance. And it feels like we're just out here by ourselves. I think that he would probably ask to have a meeting with us after this prescription is up. I don't think he's just going to end the prescription. Yeah, but why do we have to wait until we're out? Like, it's been two months. That seems like enough time. Like, I think that after three, because he said on average it takes three. So why are they going to talk to us after two if they think we should do another one? And then we'll reassess after that. I guess. It just, I mean, I'm already stressed, obviously, about money because every month that we do this, we're getting kind of further into financial issues and... We haven't gone into debt about it yet, but we've also not really been able to pay off debt that we've been really trying to deal with. And, you know, we both have gone on to our, like, um, interest-only status for our student loan payments. Like, that's the honestly the only way we can afford to do this is to not be paying our full student loan payments. But that's also keeping us running in place because we're, we're, not, we're, we're not, not paying anything down. Yeah. We're just basically throwing money at interest every month and it's not doing anything so like there's just a lot of financial implications and then now that my brother and Renee are going to be getting married next year in Australia that's a huge thing to save for as well and then that adds more pressure because of the timing and like it's just I'm feeling insanely overwhelming overwhelmed today just like really really my cup is full (laughs) yeah I know there's a lot of stuff coming but I think in a few days, once this sort of blows over, we will feel better. Yeah. I think even tonight when we go home and have our we're not pregnant celebratory drink, <laughs> we'll feel a little bit better. Yeah. It sucks, but a quote that I heard that I've been meaning to say on this show like 700 million times, but I keep forgetting, <laughs> is this might not be the month that we get pregnant, but it is the year. And that kind of puts things in perspective that yeah. just because it's not right now doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah. I know. I do know that. And I do try and remind myself of that. And I remind you of that a lot. Yeah. Um, it is a yo-yo between us of one of us being like, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Our lives suck. It's the worst. And then the other one having to be like, no, it's okay. But that's why it's good. Because we can be there for each other in, in our strengths and in our weaknesses, you know? Yeah. I love you. This is making me realize every month how strong our relationship is which is really nice I mean it wasn't I wasn't really questioning it but just everything we go through and the way that we deal with things now compared to the way we used to deal with things it's a lot healthier it's a lot more like productive yeah and I feel like hopefully this will be helpful to people I mean we've already gotten a bunch of messages 
Do you, you want to read the messages that we got? A woman that I used to sing with, she sent me a message, and uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll read it. She said, Jackie and Angie, I listened to your baby mama's podcast this morning and found it to be very funny. It parallels my wife's, my wife and my experience about getting pregnant. Also went through the awkward asking, creeped out from unknown donor, and decided on a clinic. We actually met up with um, some other people that we went, we used to sing with, um, and to learn as much as they could about how it all works, because there's not really an open discussion. We eventually had to stop trying um, because she was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis, and her partner is 40, so they have a small window to try IVF, except the cost is, like, I mean, it's insane. It's a large amount. So then, anyway, she just said she wishes us the best of luck and to keep documenting the process because there's a lack of discussion in the community about it. Well, baby mama's bumps to you guys. Yeah, I mean, if you ch- if you choose not to try, you know, there's no harm in that. There's no shame in it. It's just kind of how it is for some people. And, it, you know, we're totally staring down the barrel at that possibility, too, that you could just not be able to and you could run out of time and you could run out of money. And yeah, it's really unfortunate. There's many ways to be infertile. <laughs> yeah. In no this kidding. situation. For sure. I mean, you could even just get to the point where it's too emotionally challenging. And some people do, and uh, they take yeah. breaks. Because, you know, it's hard, especially when you're getting to the point where you're having, like, pregnancies, but you're having miscarriages. And then it's like, I mean, that, I can't even... Um, so I did, I got an, a message from another old friend. Uh, this is a friend I used to dance with. And, okay, so she said, Hi, Jackie, I'm sure this is random to hear from me for after so many years. I wanted to tell you how much I am enjoying your podcast. I... Just found it today, and I've binged through the first four episodes. I obviously know nothing about selecting a sperm donor, and I found that discussion really interesting. And as a reproductively challenged, I prefer this over infertile women, I, which I really think is awesome. Um, yeah, we should call ourselves that. Calling someone infertile is like saying there's something wrong with them and their body. But, like, reproductively challenged, I feel like, is a lot more positive and it's a lot more accurate. Yeah. So I love the term. So thank you so much for that. She said, I, d- I identified with all the all the other stuff so much. Those fucking ovulation prediction strips. Something you said in episode three or four really resonated with me, that you just get to a point where life seems the same and you realize that being a parent is what is really missing, which I've obviously cried about today. Um, I felt like such a weirdo that despite my career progressing like I had hoped, that I've been overly focused on failed fertility treatments, miscarriages, etc. I can't wait to listen to the remaining podcasts. Keep them coming, and good luck to you and Angie. So that was really wonderful, and it, you know, it was, like, it's eye-opening every week, just finding out more people and more stories and hearing that we're really not the only people dealing with this. Not that I ever thought we were the only ones, but there's a lot more than you expect, and that was um, something that touched was touched on in the media today. It was um, Tyra Banks's new show, Fab Life. Yeah. There was a clip of Chrissy Teagues talking about how, you know, people always ask, like, are you pregnant? Why aren't you pregnant? Why aren't you pregnant? When and are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? And she was like, you know, you don't... She said to somebody, like, you don't know who you're going to, you're going to ask somebody that question. It's going to be the wrong person. It's going to be the person that's been struggling for years and can't. And it's not fair to be asking that. And she said, like, stop asking me because she is having, she's reproductively challenged. Yeah. She said that, that her and her husband would have had kids five, six years ago, but it hasn't happened. Yeah. So So they've obviously been struggling for quite a while. And then 
I think even Tyra Banks jumped in and said that she said that she was going to have kids when she was 23 and then she was going to have them when she was 24 and she sort of just put it off and then she got to the point when she did want to have kids and she didn't exactly explicitly say she just said it was really hard she said it's not that easy and she started crying (laughs) yeah so I mean the episode doesn't air until a couple days from now so but no Chrissy Teigen what she did say was I thought it was Teague's Oh, whatever her name is. I don't even know who she is. She's a model. Okay. She said that there's a shame. There's a shame that comes along with not, with talking about not being able to have kids. Yeah. And that it, it does need to be talked about. But at the same time, she's saying don't ask. Well, she's saying don't ask in the sense that, like, you're, the people that are asking are assuming you're just choosing not to. Yeah. Right? Why don't you have kids yet? You don't know the answer to that. You know, the answer for most people is is probably like I'm not ready but for some people it's I can't and I'm trying and you're just bringing it up and do you really want to hear why I haven't had kids yet no you know people don't want to hear that if they ask you that question they don't want to hear because I can't afford it because I can't get pregnant naturally because because we've tried so many times we've busted our bank account yeah because we've tried so many times my heart is broken and I can't do it anymore Like, there's so many answers to that, potential answers to that question that nobody wants to hear because it's hard and it's sad and it's, and it is shameful because we're supposed to be able to do it. We're women. That's what we're here for. You know, there, as much as like, I'm a feminist, a hundred percent a feminist. And I believe that women are so much more than our biology, but we are still our biology. Everyone is there's just this like dark cloud over it it's hard to talk about and that's a big part of why we're doing this but it doesn't make it any easier really Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know where the shame comes from do you think it is just because we're women and we're supposed to be able to do it and it's like your body's failing you or do you think it's because nobody else does so it's kind of like that thing where it's like everyone poops but no one ever wants anyone else to know that they poop kind of thing I don't think getting pregnant is like pooping. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get why the, I get can't the people just talk about it? Why can't it be like, oh, they're having fertility issues and not have it be like, oh, really? I think because women are identified with our bodies. We are our bodies. The way the world sees us is very objectified. You know, when, I, when you look at a woman, you think about, I mean, when people describe a woman to you, do they tell you about what her, what her characteristics are or her skills or her intelligence no they tell you about her body you know and I don't think it's the same with men I think the way women are are portrayed in media in television shows in movies in ad campaigns um, and the way they're talked about and the way they're looked at is completely different and because we're identified with our bodies so much and our our happiness is dependent on our bodies a lot it just makes it like a personal failure as opposed to just a biological thing. Do you think it's as hard for men who are experiencing fertility? Do you think it's harder on women or the same? I don't think you can compare them. I think it's probably hard. I, I, I know it would be hard for... I mean, there's lots of men in the world that really want to be parents. Yeah. It's the same thing that we're dealing with. I mean, we actually... It's not the same thing because we're not... At this point, we don't know if we have actual fertility issues. We're just fertility you know, fertility challenged because... Because we're two women. Yeah. And we have to of, bring in all these extra Yeah. But things. to know for sure that there's something, like, that your sperm just is never going to create a baby, that would suck. 
Yeah. You know, that's like the virility of man. Like men are supposed to be virile. They're supposed to be able to like spread their seed. Or do you think it's also like, oh, I'm shooting blanks. Like I can't get any chicks pregnant. Well, some guys would see it like that. Yeah. Which is totally fine. And some guys would be really devastated by that. I can't speak to that because I don't, I'm not a man. (laughs) No. But, okay. So we're going to Whistler. We're going to have fun. We're going to get our drink on. We're going to... We're going to go on hikes. We're going to go to the Scandinavian spa and get massages and hopefully sit in like a... Is there hot springs there or something? I just want it to be so relaxing and so I just really, really... It's like great timing for us because I can really use like reconnecting and recharging and just... Time away. Just Angie and Jackie time because... Yeah. That just makes everything better. And we have it. We have these three nights for free. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we should explain why. Can I tell the story, though? Yeah. Because you always tell the story. It's true. I, I think I tell it better, but you can tell it. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in when you leave stuff out. Okay. So we have three nights for free at the Fairmont in Whistler, which is a really fancy hotel. Um, it's one of the, it's one of the hotels that people always stay in, like celebrities stay in when they come to Vancouver and to Whistler. Yeah. Well, they're all over the province, aren't they? They're all over a lot of places. Oh yeah. I guess they have them in Hawaii stuff. Okay. Well then you should know what the Fairmont is. I thought it was just like, so cute. See, this is why you don't tell Canada specific. No. Um, (laughs) anyway, and we got these free nights because the night of our wedding, I had left it up to my brother. He asked me, can I do anything for your wedding? Let me help you. And I was like, kind of steering away from that. But Jackie was telling me that I need to have him give him a job. And give him a chance. He wanted to help. He did want to help. and Which was really sweet. So I was like, all right, if you really want to help us out, you can book our limo for the day of the wedding. And then you can book our hotel room for afterwards. We want two nights, and then right after that, we're going straight on our honeymoon. I was like, we want to stay at the Fairmont because we want to stay at the airport so we don't have to leave. Da-da-da. So at the end of the night, we get back in the limo after having our beautiful wedding, and we head off to our hotel, and we get there, and the limo driver gets out. He's like, uh, that's $600. (laughs) We were like, what? No, my brother was supposed to have paid for this, and immediately i was like of course of course my brother would fuck up of course this isn't happening this is exactly the reason why i didn't want to give him a job why i didn't trust him in the first place i knew he was going to fuck me over and so jackie ended up putting it on our credit card i think right yeah and we're both kind of like shit what are we walking into no you instantly were like we probably don't even have a fucking room my fucking brother you like instantly were pissed i was and i, and was I know why i mean it's wasted you were drunk it was the end of probably the most well up until recently was the most emotional day we'd ever had good and like and long and long amazing. joyful wonderful but very exhausting and we just really wanted to like collapse into our day together and like be a married couple alone yeah and so we walk into the hotel and in our fancy in our fancy dress we both looked amazing (laughs) yeah i had a white wedding dress so it was very obvious that i was coming from a wedding jackie had a black wedding dress but it she was dressed up so much that it looked like if she wasn't coming from a wedding she was coming from like the oscars or some shit (laughs) it's so so cute that you say that i definitely could not have been at the oscars you could have shut up (laughs) you totally could have you're sweet so we walk in there and 
I remember, I was drunk, but I do remember the girl kind of looking at us like, who are these weirdos? Mm -hmm. Giving us like an up and down. And so we're like, hey, we're here to get our room. And it was three in the morning. Mm -hmm. No one else was around. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, what name? We give her the name. And she's like, okay, um... No, she's like, it's booked. Here you she, are. Here's yeah, she's like, here's a reservation. Said, and Jackie goes, I just want to check. It's paid for, right? And she says, no. I was like, are you sure? Our brother booked it for us and he said it was good. No. No. Like, not even a, I'll look into that or let me check or anything. She just said no. That was it. Yeah. So no I, attempt so, to even no. get someone else to maybe look at it because she obviously couldn't find whatever it was like she was looking for. She was just staring at us going, no. So then I said, okay, well, we can't afford that. So I guess we won't be staying here. Uh, and uh, and Angie. <laughs> we walk into the hotel. We were still in the ho- in the hotel lobby when this Okay, happened. but there's like this, this walkover passageway that uh-huh. you can, that's open over the airport. Yeah. And it was three in the morning. And I remember in my drunken anger now i was breaking down after this very long emotional day just going fuck and it echoing through the entire airport yes it did it was uh it was not a classy moment but i totally don't feel i'm not mad at you for it you know like that was a it was a fucking shitty thing to have it happen at the end of the night so and i was just like that was it i was like boom crying we shouldn't have trusted my fucking brother this is why i didn't want to do it he ruined my wedding bah, 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 bah. just like on and on and on and on bawling yeah. inconsolable mm-hmm. then had to go to the bathroom so i had to walk through the airport with like makeup running down my face so she's doing that and <laughs> i'm like doing my best but i was shutting off too i was like i can't i just don't have anything else left right now so i called our friends who were still cleaning up after the wedding they came to get us so we get back to we had rented a house in richmond uh for my family and for our um wedding party just because it was not everyone lived in richmond so it was a lot easier that way get back there and they just took charge they just took us and they took care of us. They undressed us. They took our hair out. They washed our faces. They washed our feet. <laughs> My mom washed your feet, I believe. Yeah. Ange was sobbing. I was just completely, like, despondent, I think, at that point. I was just like, I don't know. I can't help I her. I think that I, I wasn't even, this. like, upset about it anymore. It's just I couldn't stop crying. You couldn't stop your emotional, For whatever like, was happening, blah. it was ridiculous. And I just kept saying, like, I remember in the car ride, I just kept being like, babe, I know it sucks, but... Don't let this be the way that night ends. It was such an amazing day. It was such an amazing day. And she just could, I couldn't bring her back. And then I just was like, I, I started feeling myself getting like frustrated and angry. So I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't deal with this. So, you know, I don't even remember who was doing what, but people were undressing me and taking care of me. And um, all of our bridesmaids, all of our probably. bridesmaids, my family and my dad just this part like it's probably gonna make me cry but my dad no more crying (laughs) no this is like happy tears my dad lays down in bed with Ange, and he's got his head next to hers and he says don't worry sweetie you have us now we'll always be here for you and it was just the sweetest thing my family was so amazing yeah and then and our friends and our friends we had to stay the night in the rental house but then the next day i was like Fucking Fairmont, putting you on blast, went on their no. Facebook page. Well, we need to explain that your brother had booked it. Oh, yeah, he actually had booked it. That's the thing. He showed up the next day at my at the house and said, here's 
I just forgot to pay the limo. Okay, fine. And he and and forgot to tell us that he forgot to pay them, which was he like showed me his his bad for sure. Yeah, he showed me his credit card statement. Was like, look, like the Fairmonts paid for. I don't know what their deal is. I went yeah. down there. I got your key. Here you go. It's because They've upgraded your room. Yeah, it's because he booked through like Expedia or something, a third party, and there was a different booking code. And this stupid bitch didn't bother to look at it. All she would have had to do is click on it. Yeah. And she just didn't. And, and turned us what, away on our wedding night. That's what the manager of the Fairmont ended up telling us the next day, was that she just didn't click the link. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I was just like, I can't deal with this. Like, I don't care anymore. It was so funny, too, because we, you know, he gives us our hotel room key. So we go to the hotel and we're like, okay, sweet. We got it. Like, we got a suite. We get in to have a jacuzzi tub and the fucking jets didn't work. And I was like, come on, Fairmont. Like, figure it out what the hell is wrong with you people yeah but by the time like actually that night i was sick like flu symptoms sick like just weak couldn't get out of bed which was you know not how you want to feel and then we were off to maui and we were just like okay and i was just like whatever it's over i'm done with it i don't want to think about it anymore and Ange was like no this is not acceptable i'm not okay with this they cannot get away with this this is bullshit so she was emailing them like what the fuck basically. I wrote on their Facebook page everything that happened and yeah. so many people commented <laughs> on it and were like are you serious they did this to you oh my god yeah. and within 10 minutes I got an email from the manager being like please phone us we would like to resolve this Yeah. so their solution was a $500 voucher and which would be like a night and a half it, yeah and we were like thanks whatever I was like okay whatever like I was satisfied with that I didn't care and we were on our honeymoon so we just kind of moved on well, my family was like, not good enough. My aunt was so, like, she's just got an in- an amazing sense of justice, I think, and was like, this is not acceptable. That's not enough. You took these girls' wedding night away. You cannot make that up. And just put, press them and press them and press them. And so we ended up getting three nights at either the Fairmont Whistler or the Fairmont Victoria. <laughs> we picked Whistler because pimping ain't easy. So, you know, <laughs> we needed a little help to stay up in there. But it's, I'm really excited and I'm really ready for it. We really need this. Yeah, it'll be So good. this is our silver lining. We get to go and celebrate and drink champagne and Prosecco and whatever fancy beer that you want. And Oh, we could go to a brewery. Yeah. I could sample beer. I love sampling yeah. beer. That's my favorite thing to do. I know. And then you have to take me to a winery because... Do they have wineries there? I don't know. Do they have wineries open this during this time of the year i don't know i don't know how it works either yeah and we're trying to do it on as little money as possible but it really is helpful that we don't have to pay for our accommodation yeah so that's very exciting very very exciting wife time finally celebrating our first anniversary because we've been married for a year now wife of my life what should we name our child wife of my life rhaegar rhaegar yeah I don't think you can go with Game of Thrones it's too names. Trendy. If I was going to go with a Game of Thrones name, it would be Arya. Yeah. But I think that that's now But that's already like a name. Arya? Yeah. Yeah. But it's been made way more popular by oh, Game of sure. Thrones. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Daenerys is a really cool name, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't choose it. I wouldn't choose it. Maybe a middle name, but even then it's kind of like... It's a little bit too geeky. Fangirl. <laughs> Fangirl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit intense. Okay, what about... really like the name Penelope now because of the Kardashians. <laughs> I think it's so cute that they call her P. Aww. What up, P? It's so sweet. Let's not do the podcast at all. <laughs> the Baby Mama's Podcast. 
If you liked this episode, follow us on Twitter at Baby Mamas Cast, like us on Facebook at Baby Mamas Podcast, or leave us a review on iTunes. Peace.